It's the bottom line on News Radio 610, KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. It is the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Friday afternoon, 547-1610 is our phone number. You can also reach us via email, 610KONA.com, the bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say. We're on Twitter at bottom line 610. Facebook, the bottom line 610. And the free mobile app on the Google Play. And the Apple stores. I'm Rob Francis. He's Ed Dawson. Ed, we mentioned, uh, I believe it was yesterday, about the recall petition that was being worked on. Yes. Regarding Governor Jay Inslee. Yes. And we can share with you a press release regarding that and when the recall petition is expected to be filed. We're going to go to the phones first. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KNA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Rob. Hi, Ed. This is Bob calling you from Walla Walla. Hey, I just like you guys to know that the current affairs in the world today are obnoxiously affecting other people's behavior and causing severe depression. As far as this coronavirus, that's been going around the world the last two years. It's basically going to be another flu, as it is always every year. One of the things I would like you guys to speak about, Ed, Rob, is what China is doing to our country. They've already purchased and now own San Diego Port, Los Angeles Port, San Francisco Port, Tacoma Port, and Portland Port as well as others that they're attempting to get into. Now, this is something called an invasion, and this is something that Donald John Trump was attempting to keep the people in the United States aware of what's going on. Now we have the fourth estate that is kicking in with all kinds of palaver and propaganda. One of the worst things that individuals can do is listen to the propaganda and believe it. Now, knowing what is going on and being where I am at, I'm enjoying what is left of my life. I am sure that everyone else is going to enjoy theirs. This is Bob McNasty from Walla Walla, uh, cell block seven. Uh, what the hell sells this? 52. Have a good day, boys. Appreciate the call. Thanks for the call, Bob. You know, Appreciate it. You know, palaver is one of those very underrated words. I'm, it I'm is. glad he brought that up. That's I, I, I That's, love words like that. That is very impressive, Bob. 547-1610, if you would like to get involved. You're up on the show. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Chuck from West Richland. How's it going? What's going on, Chuck? Well, you know, I wanted to talk about the recall for just a minute, even though you guys haven't really talked about it yet for the, the, the press release. I have as much disdain for the governor as anybody, I think. But um, to try to do a recall seven months after he won a 60% victory in an election, I think is an absolute waste of money and time when all of those resources could be spent recruiting a good candidate and spending the next three years 
just explaining every day why this is a better decision. I'm the candidate. This is a better decision. I'm the candidate. This is a better decision. Every time Inslee has a press conference and, and get a guy that's going to win the election instead of somebody, instead of wasting all of the time and energy and money trying to recall a guy that's not going to be recalled and just be further emboldened by it. Thanks for the call, Chuck. The only thing that I will say about the 60% win is look at who he ran against. Yeah, how much of it was, Um, yeah. You know, would the results have been different had it have been Josh Freed or Phil Fortunato or Raul Garcia or even Tim Iman? Um, There was, was, and we've talked about this on this program before, that there was a concerted effort to make sure that it was Lauren Culp, and it wasn't necessarily on the Republican side. So, you know, that that 60%, I mean, it was one of the worst showings in, what, two decades by a Republican challenger? Yeah. So there, there was more to it than just simply, you know, Jay Inslee's not overwhelmingly popular. And to take it to another level, a recent poll that just came out shows his approval rating at 48%. That's that, definitely leaving the door open. That's below that 50% threshold. Uh, yeah. So it does leave the door open that it could be done. Now, as far as the, the spending the money, well, the one thing that will come down is it will be taxpayer money. Um, it, it's not private money to go into a candidate because taxpayer money does not go into, or at least we would like to believe it doesn't go into candidacies and it doesn't go into um it does not go into supporting candidates. So in that regard, um, you're, you're talking about taxpayer money that would go to fight the recall as well as collect, as well as to put it on the ballot. So Wait till the Puget Sound Democrats figure that one out. Yeah, you're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, fellas, it's Mike. Uh, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Mike. What's going on, man? So, if you throw out California and New York, because that's a given for the Democrats, Trump and Biden are essentially head-to-head. Trump might even be a million votes ahead. So, you get people... I don't mind liberals who think with their brain and not their feelings. But the thing that bugs me about our state is if you're a Democrat and Bozo the Clown's running, you vote for Bozo the Clown, you don't use your brain even though, you know, somebody that's really smart that would be better. They just vote Democrat because there's a D by the guy's name. They don't do any research. They don't cross the party line. Uh, And I know I play a lot of golf with, several of those guys that, hey, for the last 40 years, how you voted? Every time I vote for a Democrat, uh, I hate Republicans, whatever. But you're not voting for the right guy. What? Why don't you do some research and figure out that maybe... So when Lauren Culp was thrown up there, he was thrown up there by the Democrats as much as he was anybody else because the Democrats knew that the guy didn't stand a chance. Yep. It's exactly how it played out. 
five four seven one six ten if you want to get involved. So appreciate the call, Mike. absolutely, Mike. Would like to share with you right now the press release regarding the recall. And I'll quote, Facing the devastation of our right to assemble, work freely, and make our personal medical decisions, later seeing our churches shuttered and our businesses closed, we began looking into our options to protect our rights. As the absurdity of the emergency powers became a reality, we saw massive numbers of people lose their jobs, the elderly lose their access to family and friends, and American life began to resemble the Soviet Union. We looked into the recall process and started this recall at the end of January. During our research of recalls in Washington State, we found that it was not enough to to object to his flawed policies. We had to find and demonstrate his lawless conduct. In Washington, one of 19 states with a citizen's recall, we must show malfeasance, misfeasance, or violation of oath of office to effect a successful recall. In this, Inslee made it easy. His actions of the last one and a half years, even nine years, had many examples of lawless conduct. We had to develop the best charges to make cases for a recall demand. We have developed five charges. One, violation of free exercise of religion. Two, blocking landlords' access to the courts. Three, violation of freedom of assembly, RE, the Public Meetings Act. Four, violation of the emergency statute. Five, unauthorized invocation of emergency powers. We have more than 30,000 people across social media platforms, including Facebook, Gab, and MeWe. Our website is www.recallinsley.org. This Monday, May 17th, we will be filing with the Washington Secretary of State. We will have a gathering of the members of our movement. The text of these charges will be available on May 17th after we file. We are a grassroots movement. We are people of all ages, races, religions, ethnic backgrounds, and abilities. We are working people, the retired, students, and others. We are storekeepers, bus drivers, teachers, nurses, engineers, fishermen, babysitters, truck drivers, construction workers, business owners, artists, and techies. We are Americans. That is the press release. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KNA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? You're up. I right, give us a call back, 547 1610. If you would like to get involved next week, we also will talk with one of the organizers of this movement to recall Governor Jay Inslee. We'll let you know exactly when that individual will join us on the program. Your thoughts via phone, via email at 610k1a.com. Do you believe that the five charges that will be filed... Do you believe any one of the five will hold up, or do you believe multiple will hold up? Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. 
Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610. If you would like to get involved, you can also reach us via email, 610KONA.com. The bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say, like Ed and Walla Walla did. He said you were talking about people telling others how to live their life. Well, listen to a weather forecast sometime. They even tell you how to dress for the day. Seriously, how much water to drink. If you're that stupid, then oh well. And I think there's a little bit of a difference with what we were talking about than a than a meteorologist making a suggestion. Um, we were talking more along the lines of people shaming you for wearing something or telling you that you should do this and you shouldn't do that. And you can tell a difference in a person's tone when they're making a uh, suggestion or doing something as part of a delivery in a newscast or 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 a weather forecast than the tone of when they're actually lecturing you on what you should and shouldn't do. Um, so I don't I don't hold that against the weather people. They're just trying to be helpful. Make a suggestion. I know people that wear shorts in January, regardless. So <laughs> five four seven one six ten. If you want to get involved, but really we want to we want to know. Do you think any of the five charges that we outlined, and I I will repeat them in the recall petition that will be filed on Monday against Governor Jay Inslee, do you believe any of one of or multiple charges will be upheld by the courts when the petition is filed on Monday? One, violation of free exercise of religion. Two, blocking landlords' access to the courts. Three, Violation of freedom of assembly, referencing the Public Meetings Act. Four, violation of the emergency statute. Five, unauthorized invocation of the emergency powers. Those are the five charges. My understanding is these are the first five. Oh, there could be more. There could be more. Um, there could also be another filing if none of these five are accepted. But there's a lot of stuff that's out there. But I do know that these are the five that would be part of the filing on Monday. Do you think any of these five have a chance to hold up? Again, I'm not an attorney. Um, Nor am I. um, But... I think I, I think I could make an argument against all five, uh, and some of them have to do with uh, you know the, the the exercising religion, freedom of assembly, and all that stuff. One could argue that meeting with people over Zoom is an assembly. You can have a church service over a Zoom meeting or an online thing. Again, I everybody knows I'm not a big fan of this governor. I'm just kind of laying out, you know, scenarios that was he really quashing freedom of religion when you could still pray, you could still, uh, you know, read whatever literature you subscribe to. And a lot of it, it took a while, but a lot of churches offered online services for okay. people to jump on. So here's where I'm just I'm just saying. Well, but that here's that's, where I'll poke a hole in that because okay. not everybody has a computer. 
Not okay. everybody has the internet. Okay. Not everybody has broadband. Not everybody has access. Not everybody has a okay. smartphone. So if you're telling people they can't go and gather, then because you can gather on Zoom, but if you don't have that, and if you have to go to someone's mm-hmm. house in order to be able to join in on that, then you're violating you are violating the order of the stay in home the first order. Place. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so. You while while yes, there will be arguments made against yeah. all five. There will also be arguments made in favor of all five to try and push them forward. So because technology can come into play, that doesn't mean everyone affected has access to technology as we continue to hear over and over again in regards to the pushing of the order or what we hear what we've heard with people pushing for rural broadband and everything they admit people don't have access to that right i i the, the thing that the thing that i'm i i'm actually again from a legal standpoint looking at the legal arguments i think it's uh it would be fascinating to see about uh, the number four and number five. That was the violation of the emergency statute and the unauthorized invocation of emergency powers, because that really cuts to the core of uh, of the argument is whether or not uh, the governor was allowed to do what he did, not necessarily specifics, uh, you know, with respect to the religion or freedom of assembly we're going to the phones you're up on the bottom line news radio 610 kona what's your name where are you calling from hey fellas this is pete serrano how you doing what's going on councilman what can we do for you today oh i just heard you guys talking about this recall petition and it's going to be a joy um i'll just throw it out there i actually had a hand in writing uh charges three four and five so, you know, if you guys want to talk through those, obviously we'll be filing those Monday, uh, all five. But, you know, from my perspective, I looked at it, uh, and, Ed, I really appreciate you poking the holes because those are the po- holes that I poked as I was trying to figure out how do we recall this guy, right? What's the appropriate venue? Um, and so when we looked at – I looked at the OPMA, the Open Public Meetings Act, and uh, Revised Code of Washington – like 4306 220 i think sub one sub g and again i'm i'm actually in my car so i don't have it pulled up but um what it talks about is that the governor in 2019 when the legislature modified the governor's authority under the emergency powers act or emergency powers clause they expressly said he has a lot of authority granted to him even from the legislature but if he violates the First Amendment's freedom to peaceably assemble or freedom of speech, he cannot do that, which is why we uh, looked to the OPMA, because early on, you know, city council was prohibited from meeting. We couldn't have people in there. You know, that violates the whole purpose of the freedom to peaceably assemble and and seek redress from your uh, governmental leaders. So that's that's why the OPMA one's in there. Um the fifth account, which has to do with he may not have had the authority. There are actually four express causes, if you will. Uh, one is an energy emergency. Obviously, that didn't occur. Uh, a second one is a riot, which we know those didn't occur until Chaz happened, which, you know, wasn't, you know, a pandemic event. Uh, another one was a disaster. 
And traditionally, that's like, you know, a tsunami, an earthquake. Uh, that obviously didn't occur. And the fourth one, um, I, I'm drawing a blank on the technical term, but um, it, it's, it's disorder. Uh, and really, you know, the courts and the law has defined disorder typically as public disorder, like drunken disorder, that sort of thing. So, you know, that's, that's where that fifth clause comes in that uh, – he may not have had the authority or there was no such occurrence that would have allowed for invocation of the clause. So, um, that's, so uh, that, those are counts three and five. Councilman, let me ask you real quick on, on four, because you mentioned um, <clears throat> that there was something in the 2019 uh, law that was passed that talked about things that he couldn't do with the emergency with the emergency powers when you mentioned the freedom of assembly in three is that also included in four as a specific violation of the emergency statute um i just got home and and like i said i I apologize i don't have everything memorized as i should um yeah you know when i looked at the peaceable assembly under four again it, it was this one was actually Specific, and, and I don't want to go into a ton of detail, uh, sure. but we do have an affidavit of an individual who sought permits from the Department of Enterprise Services to host rallies or, you know, whatever you want to call them um, during COVID time. And she was actually denied those permits. And so I thought, you know, this is an opportunity to not just look at uh, city council, but, you know, it does point back to 4306-220 and the fact that, the governor cannot suspend someone's First Amendment freedom uh, to peaceably assemble. So by denying a permit to assemble, I mean, I don't know how you argue against that, right? Uh, no, I, I mean, it makes sense in that regard. If that's in place, then you should not be able to deny that um, in any way, shape, or form. Um so we don't want to go into too much detail. Obviously, we know that that detail is going to be laid out on Monday as far as the Five charges or cons- are concerned. Once the filing happens, sometime Monday afternoon is my understanding. That is correct. It'll happen uh, Monday. We've got to file it with the Secretary of State, given the you know this is against the governor. That's what the re- law requires. So, be up in Thurston County uh, filing that with the Secretary of State Monday. Well, Councilman Pete Serrano, appreciate the call, sir. Thanks for the update and for some of the clarification on a couple of those charges. We will certainly be following it on Monday, and I, I think we'll probably maybe chat about it a little bit on this program as well. So uh, have a safe trip over to Thurston County, and we'll chat with you soon, sir. Yep, appreciate you joining the program. Uh, we got to take a time out, a little over, but hey, you know, got to bring the uh, the information to the people. Absolutely, when we get it. So we'll take a time out. 547-1610-509-547-1610. You just heard from City Councilman Pete Serrano about uh, his involvement with the recall effort uh, that is being launched against Governor Jay Inslee. Uh, things will become more official on Monday, but you heard it here first. And uh, some details sharing with you. More will come on Monday.
Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. This is the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547 509-547-1610. If you'd like to join the conversation like this person, let's go to the phones. You're up on the show. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? It's Michelle from Pasco. Hi, Michelle. I'm so excited about these petitions that are coming. I do have a question. I'm not, I don't want to be a complainer at all, but just as a second thought, why aren't we going after Bob Ferguson? Because didn't he write up a lot of this stuff as the attorney general? Didn't a lot of this fall through, you know, go through his hands in his office? My understanding is we have the fifth largest attorney general's office in the country, and we're hardly the fifth largest state. So why don't we get a two for one? <laughs> I don't know if we can get a, a discount on uh, on recalls. I appreciate the call, Michelle. And um, I I don't know. This is obviously you know some breaking news that we're getting uh, a hold of this afternoon, uh, well ahead of the official filing on Monday, and we'll know more on Monday. Some of the more uh, detailed questions like that, um, you know, it's. And, and like Rob alluded to, uh, there could be more charges attached. Right now, they've developed five. And uh, we just got done uh, hearing from Pasco City Councilman Pete Serrano, who said that uh, he had a hand in uh, crafting charges three, four, and five. So um, we're going to get more information when the filing happens on Monday afternoon with the uh, Secretary of State's office. But um, it's it's interesting. Um, words matter. And not just the words that, you know, we put out over the air or that you post on social media, but uh, words of laws matter. And in this case, words, uh, you know, embedded in charges to recall the governor uh, laying claim to indiscretions are important. So I don't want to get too far down the road until I've seen the the actual wording. But again, just looking at the, the five general charges, number one, vi- a violation of free exercise of religion, blocking landlords' access to the courts, Violation of Freedom of Assembly regarding the Public Meetings Act, uh, violation of the emergency statute, and unauthorized invocation of emergency powers. And you heard uh, Councilman Serrano last segment uh, go through uh, the the list of viable options for which a governor can uh, put an emergency in order, you know, get one going. A pandemic specifically is not mentioned. But again, words matter. And, you know, could it this whole year and a half hasn't been very cut and dry. It's been it's been an inordinate amount of gray. And um, like I said, Rob, it's going to be interesting to see the actual wording of the actual charges filed on Monday uh, that we can pick apart uh, and see uh, where 
you know, some pros and cons uh, might lie. Um, but this is an interesting development. I'm glad we're able to bring it to our listeners this afternoon, a couple of days ahead of making it official. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we'll try and get you as much information on this as you can or as we can, um, you know, regarding it. I mean, I'm sure there are quite a few people in the area very happy to hear this, uh, very happy to hear that there is some movement on a uh, recall petition against the government, that there's an effort out there to do it. Will it happen? Again, that is that is a whole nother issue. You can file a recall petition. It doesn't mean because you file it, it's going to move forward. The judge, look, you, and, and here's the other end of this, okay? Either way, well, I shouldn't say either way. If the lower court doesn't approve any of the charges, it's over. Yes. Because I don't believe the filers have the ability to appeal if none of the charges move forward. Correct. If any of the charges move forward, the governor has the ability to appeal to the higher court. In which case, then they will rule. And then if any of the charges are still held at the higher court, then the signature gathering process is allowed to begin. If the higher court, and I I, I just take this as an example from the Jenny Durkin situation, because one count was allowed to move forward of the six filed against her, the lower court found one could move forward. The state Supreme Court said no, threw it out. None of them could move forward. And then that's it. You're done. Once you're over, you can't move forward anymore if you're the filer. Well, even closer to home, the Jerry Hatcher recall effort. We've, We've walked through... Uh, that process a number of times, and uh, that one is much closer to the finish line because that's been approved for the ballot. Um, So this one against uh, Governor Inslee, this is like... This is like the top of the first inning. (laughs) This is is early, early in the game, but the the effort has been launched, um, and we'll see that first step when it's taken on Monday, where things are and, and how things look. And, um, you know, look, if a judge finds any of these five, these are these are pretty serious uh, charges. You know, when you start talking about potentially violating free speech and freedom of assembly, that's just not that's not just a. Uh, you know, a difference of political ideology or a difference of approach or following or not following science. That's a violation of the U.S. Constitution, uh, let alone the state constitution. I mean, that's that that's those are some biggies. So, again, um, not sure where this is going to lead. But I have a feeling we might talk about it uh, once or twice during the process. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. You can email us, too, by going to the website, 610kona.com, the bottom line page, and sending us your question or comment. Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610-KONA.
Bottom line, News Radio 610-K1A, 547-1610. Do you have any final thoughts? Windermere Group 1, 72soldtricities.com. You're putting your house on the market. Tell you what, this is the program to get into. More offers, and there's a real good chance you're going to get thousands of dollars more than your original asking price because people are continuing to look. And 72soldtricities.com is the website that's generating offers and higher offers than the original asking price. Get your house in the program with the experienced realtors at Windermere Group 1, the 72soldtricities.com program today. 547-1610 if you would like to get involved. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Max from Kennewick. What's going on, Max? I, my wife and I listened to uh, part of the Kennewick School Board meeting the other night. And I know you guys have talked about it some, but uh, in case people are fat, dumb, and happy, they better uh, get the pitchforks out and the uh, torches because critical race theory is coming to your local school districts unless you get on your high horse. And I hope people will educate themselves. Some parents have and spoke about it briefly. But uh, this is bad news stuff, and it cannot stand. So I just wanted to throw that out to your audience. Thanks. No, absolutely, Max. Appreciate it. And that's why you're seeing more and more people that are interested in running for school board in this coming election. So it will be very interesting to see how all of that plays out. Uh, Time for our donkey of shame. It is Friday afternoon, and one that certainly could have made the list, Ed. Uh, one that certainly could have made the list were um, researchers from Cambridge University. They, uh, the Center for the Study of Existential Risk, uh, published in the Nature Food Journal that the coronavirus pandemic proves the need to plan for future systemic risk events, so we need to eat more maggots and fungi. Now, I, I'm okay with expanding my, my mushrooms, but I'm not going to eat maggots at no. all. No. In any way, shape, or form. Anything that crawls on dead people, I'm not eating. So thank you, but no thank you. So it was close. It could have made the list. It's honorable mention, but it's not made my donkey of shame. Well, before you get to yours, I'll I'll briefly mention mine. Um, and it's a pair of gentlemen from uh, Santa Rosa County, Florida. These two individuals uh, ride the donkey of shame not because they were pulled over recently by a state trooper in Florida, uh, allegedly speeding 25 miles over the speed limit. Nope. Not even that they had a number of uh, narcotics and contraband found by a a drug-sniffing canine dog. Nope. These two guys actually had in their possession two bags that said bag full of drugs bag full of drugs they had two of them and sure enough there were drugs inside so whether you want to call them you know the stupid criminal uh category or what have you but those two guys ride a donkey of shame because uh, come on you're carrying two bags full of drugs that literally say on the front of them bag full of drugs when you're caught by police 
My donkey of shame rider. Going to be hard fitting up on the donkey, but we're going to try. Um, recently, there was an incident at a Target store where there was a fight in the parking lot over Pokemon cards. Oh, jeez. Okay. Seriously? Yeah, there was a fight in the parking lot. Oh, my gosh. Uh, in Pokemon cards. At one of the outlets in Wisconsin, okay, one of the stores in Wisconsin, there was a fight that broke out over Pokemon cards. So, what does Target decide to do in response? <laughs> Is that the French version? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, well, they've got just such a. I get this to you. All right. So, what is what is what is what does Target decide to do? They are temporarily suspending the sale of Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, and Pokemon trading cards within all of their stores effective today. Because of one incident at one store. In Wisconsin. In Wisconsin. One incident at one store in Wisconsin. It's not just Pokemon cards. Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, and Pokemon trading cards. Now, the NBA, they probably could have kept selling in the stores. Nobody's watching, so nobody's probably buying either. But temporarily suspended, effective today. You can buy them online, but you can't buy them in the store because one person at a store in Wisconsin started a fight in a parking lot over Pokemon cards. Okay, so first of all, if you get into a fight, if you're an adult and you're buying Pokemon cards, and you're getting you need an help. Yes, yeah, right. I got some advice for you. Move out of your mom's basement. <laughs> get a little sunshine. It'll be great. Uh, maybe lay off the Doritos. Buy the book dating and the Mountain for Dew. Yeah, dating for Dummies. Buy that book. Uh, you don't have to do that. Just you know. Well, co- look. Co- come out. Come out from. You know, the the bowels of the earth and, and join us in the real world. <laughs> if you closely resemble a Morlock from H.G. Wells' The Time Machine, you might need to not buy any more Pokemon cards. But this is... So Tarjay is triggered? This is, oh, beyond triggered. One instance, no one in the country can buy a pack of trading cards in any store in the United States... Because of one incident in Wisconsin. And not even just Pokemon cards. No. NFL. Sports cards. That's right. Sports cards as well. Can't buy a single pack of trading cards at a Target anywhere in the United States because of one instance. That in and of itself is enough to get Target to ride the donkey of shame. That that is that is a level of and, wokeness oh, that, yeah. that is I mean, that you, is un, nearly unmatched. And you know, on the donkey's journey, it will be raining Pokemon cards all over <laughs> So no doubt, it just I, I don't I don't I don't get I've never understood that logic. So when you go in to think that you're going to buy a trading card, Target, by the way, not one of the companies that is removing their mask mandate. Ah, well, so you'll have to wear your mask. Make sure you've got your vaccination card on you for the good people at Target. And but don't expect to buy Pokemon cards. But don't expect to buy Pokemon cards because they'll be locked up with laser-triggered security systems because of one instance in Wisconsin where there was a fight in the parking lot 
over Pokemon cards. Good for them. That's right. So everybody around the country, you're penalized. Riding the donkey is shame. People want, people ask me, why don't you shop at Target? Well, hello? You want to get Pokemon this, cards? This, this, yeah, yeah, that's right. No, I'm, I'm, looking for, I'm looking for my latest LeBron James card to add to my collection.